0: Come on, Roy.
1: To the Games Eye Podcast. It's fight night with some sweet boys right now in the Snowman special. Lots of glitter, lots of bass. All gaga karaoke night. Yeah. We're going to mute the fights. We're going to watch them swing. There's going to be killer apps, good drinks, hop in music, great times. It'll be a night to remember. I know I'll never forget it. Right? I'm in. Let's feel the beat. Two strawberry dags. Hold the dag. Let loose. Throw back a shot. Mm, How's about some mod sticks for good measure? Let's find the cutest boy and run our hands through his hair. Another sampler tray of apples. Apps, please. (laughs) (laughs) You're going so well. Another sample tray of apps, please. Close your eyes and let your hips roll to the sounds of 2019. Two cosmos coming right up. The noise drowns you out. See, lean in. This is my favorite part. You scream. Oh, no. You spill your Cosmo on his pants. Put your finger in his belt loops. Pause to eat two chicken fingers. And then take the cloth napkin to dry his handsome, stranger's crotch. The wings are delicious. You pause, noting you just ate blue cheese. You don't like blue cheese. But what do you care? You're in love. Order four more shots.
0: Dun, 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 dun. It's the game's gonna ride podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. This is the weirdest law and order code open I've ever seen, Brenda. Sorry for interrupting you, introducing me.
1: No, I, I don't think any of it has been uh, worthy of saying apologies. It was <laughs> yeah. Um, huh? You're I'm Mike Burdett. Burdett. You're Mike Burdett, and you're Mike Burdett.
0: Also, I am Mike Burdett.
1: He's Mike Burdett, and I'm Brian Goethe and uh <laughs> here to Prime talk about video games sorry kind of rough all right well this is episode 153 yeah 153 pardon me and uh, it is 2019 it is we took a brief reprieve
0: we ate food instead of podcasts <laughs>
1: yeah we ate 40 dollars of <laughs> chicken of wings food. and yeah. subs and Fried Ravioli.
0: And gyros.
1: And then played a bunch of two K. It was great. Yeah, it, it was, was awesome. It was like I have throwing no it back at all, yeah. To the older times. Yeah. When when that is what we did. Yeah. We've been we've been playing basketball games since the PS two days together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have been doing co franchises for like a decade. It's weird. Yeah. It's well, weird. not weird, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh pretty good.
1: Um so yeah. But also, we didn't have that much to talk about in terms of games. So, now yeah. I got a little bit of talk. Also, a little bit. Not a huge amount, but I got a little bit. Yeah. No Matt Hazel this week. It's a snowy blizzard boy out. Yeah. And he said, no, no, no. <laughs> he said, enough thanks. Um. So, yeah. Just us here.
0: <clears throat> I am ready to kick things off. Uh okay.
1: How many games do you got, sir? I
0: would say like... It's probably like five, but a, f- a couple of them are real uh, tiny, brief interludes. Same. I got three, and then like two little happy boys, yeah, little, little bee boops. So okay. I'll do the
1: bee boops first. Alrighty. Um. Well, two K nineteen was one of them. Okay. I'm playing a lot of two K nineteen, mostly simulating, but I'll stop to play a game here and there. I actually really like the team that I've got. <clears throat> it's now like twenty thirty two, and I'm the Cavs, and I've been running a train on the league for a while. Yeah. Um. But I've got a lot of uh. Created characters that are working out nicely, like Max Reese. He's my best guy. Nice. Toby Gary, the dreaded uh, double name. Uh, the Thai man, uh, Mengak Chigu. Um, I have, so I did a weird thing with my team where I have four guards that are incredible, two that I bring off the bench. Oh, and wow. The rest of my team is like pretty good. Yeah. But like my four best players, like two on the starting lineup, two off the bench. And I have one guy that, like, every time I play with him, I set a new career high for him. So it's just, like, ultra satisfying. And he's nice. a sixth man. His name is Elton Edwin.
0: I like that. I like having a really good sixth man.
1: I also drafted another guy. whose last name is Edwin, so I just pretend they're brothers. But his first name is also Edwin, so he's Edwin Edwin. Wait, really? Yeah. Did just, you make him that name? No. I just call him Win-Win. <laughs> this is a win-win. <laughs> and then there's another superstar in the league whose name's Brevin Edwin. And he's like the best player on the Lakers. So I just say that the Edwin family is like yeah. alive in the league. Right. Then yeah. I also drafted a guy, or I didn't draft a guy. I found a free agency whose name was Lawrence Lawrence, but they were spelled differently. <laughs> so the one oh, was L A U R E N C E, and the other one was L A W R E N C E. That's amazing. Yeah. So I had Lawrence Lawrence for a little while. Don't have him any longer, though. Larry Lawrence. Him. Traded Lawrence Lawrence. Lolo. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for 2k. I've just been playing a lot of it. I did the expanded, uh, league. So I have like 36 teams and, uh, I think I talked about that a little bit on here. I also beat Celeste, um, in assist mode. It took like an hour and 45 minutes and that was playing the first chapter on normal and that took 26 minutes. So the rest of that How many game, chapters are there eight. Oh, okay. Um, and I was pretty much, ma- like, I was three-quarters of the way through when last we potted. So I didn't have that much left. Um But I got to see the story and got to see the sights, the sounds. The music's really good in that game. Um, and it's cool, but it, it's just a game that, like, it may not be insanely difficult or anything, but it takes so much precision and I would get super frustrated trying to play through it all normal that I just went through with the assist mode. And uh, that, I think, was the right choice for me.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, like if because it seemed like the other option was you really just not playing it or not yeah, beating it, I
1: probably would have just given up on it. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I did get that out of the way. I don't think it would have made my top 10 for games of last year, but um, mostly because that's just not my style of game in the first place. So um, it's like kind of just like a hardcore platform Mickey. why don't you give me a couple of your quick
0: boys um a little good quickie boys i started replaying uh hotline miami mm. on my vita i dusted off literally my vita nice. uh, from under my from my drawer there i was like i haven't played this in a long time and i'm gonna get these last couple months in of free games before they fucking snatch that shit away from me which is what march
1: um yeah, well, you still get to retain all the ones that you have.
0: Yeah. I mean, collecting them. Because I haven't, I went a few months without even getting them. So I yeah. guess it doesn't matter that much to me that I'm actually getting them because it didn't matter before. Did you get papers, please? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Mm, that's not but I already. guys. I, well, I remember that, but I, I own it on PC. And that's probably uh. where I'd play it if I played it again. So um, I probably shit about it just for shits and gigs. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so I had like a 30 minute adjustment period where I was like restarting that game and I was like oh that's right this shit's fucking hard yes <laughs> where I was like almost getting frustrated and then had to like re like re like what what's the word I'm looking for Evaluate. like uh, Yeah basically that like how I was looking at the game I was like mm-hmm. all right you're just like this is basically a death run that you're going to eventually get through um but that game is ultra fun and satisfying yeah and there's little things i forgot about like i forgot about the different masks that give you different abilities Mm -hmm. i was like oh that's right that's a fucking cool thing in this um and then just like the thing where you like will gouge someone's eyes out and they'll blindly crawl around the map for the rest of the time (laughs) and they're technically dead because they don't count as like an alive guy anymore but they're just crawling around blind and it's just like oh that's right this game's fucking amazing um so yeah so i started that again playing that on my vita and i also went back to steam world dig um i don't know if i'm gonna finish this game really yeah the last this last time i played i played for like an hour and a half and then i ended up like quit like not quite rage quitting but just like the last like 20 minutes i was like i'm not enjoying this and oh, then dear. I yeah that. i mean i might re-, re give it a rego again because i liked it the first time i played it and the only reason i quit was because i've started playing something else on my because i have it on my switch mm-hmm. but like and maybe it's just how my like because i'm assuming each like when you're digging it's all per- it's not the same thing every time right or is it the same map is it like procedural um,
1: i th- i can't remember been a while since i played the first because
0: one. like it like the amount of space between like water and the one i'm on is just mm-hmm. a- absurd like to the point where it's almost impossible to play effectively and then i died like six times trying to just pick up some shit and take it back and i just was like uh, i had had enough so i might go back and try it a little bit and i don't think it's bad because like i said i was enjoying playing it but then i just got this real frustrated streak where i was like oh i'm not really enjoying this um so i might even just buy the second one you should try to get to the end of that one because you
1: like it's not a long game the second one is awesome
0: yeah that's what i've heard i've heard like universally pretty much that the second one's even I mean, better than the first
1: yeah the first one is pretty much universally praised though
0: yeah, and it, like I said, I don't think it's bad. Like I just, it may just be that the map setup or the way I dug my way through is shitty. Mm-hmm. Because like it's like it's there's one I went down like because you know how it'll give you a number for like what level you're on or like yeah. it'll say like I went from I went from like four to seven and not a single like anything water related, and I was just like, oh, like this is not like. Because sometimes I dig... Like, you have to dig in a way that you kind of expect to jump out, like super jump out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if I don't have the water to do that, I'm fucking totally boned. Well, there's items, too, to get you out. Yeah, that's true. Because I do... Like, well, that's what I, I eventually built ladders to get out of the one section, because mm-hmm. I had to. But um, um, because up at... Like I said, even in that play session, because I went through and solved a couple puzzles and got a couple good items and then upgraded a few things... Um, and then it was kind of like reteaching myself on the fly how to play because it's been months since I played. Mm-hmm. Um, like mechanically, the game's really good, like very good. And then I like that kind of um, the steampunk aesthetic to it. I was just like, I lost. I basically lost because it takes half your money when you die, and I uh-huh. did that like six times in a row without earning any money because I hadn't picked up my gold. So I just kept going to, like the same spot to try to get it, and then something else would kill me. Um, so, I, I'm, I'll I'm i probably try it again, but I'm going to give it a rest right now. I don't want to, like, play it while I'm frustrated, so then I, like, turn on it or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I've had to happen in games ignorantly, and then it's, like, I think I don't like it, but it's actually just, like, a, I'm a, having a bad spell with it or whatever. So, um, but, yeah. So, we'll see. What, at the very least, I w- like you said, it's not very long. So, I don't... Is the goal to, like, get to a certain depth?
1: Yeah, there's, like... Um well, I don't want to give it away, but, like, you, you're you going to kind of work your way to an end point, you know.
0: Okay. That's what I so. figure, because it doesn't, like, explicitly say, like, here's what you need to do, but I figure it's, like, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, did I have any other small little things I played? I don't think so. I don't think anything's small. All
1: right. Uh, yeah. Well, let's see. I got a... That their Black Ops Four I've been playing a lot of. Um, yeah, I was uh, on the verge of trading it in, and then I popped it in last week and played like twelve matches and just really had a great time and did really well on yeah. most of the matches. Like not like what is really well by like probably most people's standards. Like I wasn't fucking like going like twenty and two or whatever, but. um I was like, th- when I first started that game, I was dreadful. It was like double, double butt. And then I started playing uh, on, <laughs> always h-
0: try to double butt.
1: on hardcore. And then I, that got me to like single butt. And then I switched back to normal mode. And now I think I'm like decent. So not like high level, but decent. Like some matches, I'll be near the top in terms of score. Or sometimes I'll bust off a good streak, whereas I was not getting any of that shit. Yeah. So I'm like back to liking the
0: original modes more than hardcore, anyways. Um, they uh, yeah, it's on sale on Best Buy right now, and I was considering picking it up. Actually,
1: wish you had an Xbox. Um. Yeah. Yeah, because
0: uh, yeah, it's it's really fun though. I'm
1: I'm enjoying it. I still don't like. I'm still just rocking the multiplayer. That's gonna be the way I play that game. I'm probably not gonna get into the the blackout or the zombies very much i might give them a try just because i've barely tried them both um i played a couple matches of the blackout but like i'm mostly in it for the multiplayer
0: yeah i think like if i did get it like blackout would be a sparing thing like maybe do like one or two at Mm -hmm. a time and then just go into the yeah the multiplayer for those games is always bread and butter yeah and there is no story to play anyway so Mm -hmm. but
1: yeah I, i found my gun and my setup that i like uh, and I've been rolling with it and uh, and having a good time so I'm I'm back on the Black Ops train I told myself I was like I'm going to use this period where there's not a bunch of games out to beat a bunch of games but really I've been playing a bunch of evergreen games like Call of Duty and shit where it's just like mm-hmm. you're never going to beat this
0: yeah this is always going to be here
1: yeah but uh, I'll try to mingle and uh, mix and mingle with a jingle and beat you know what I'm saying and um, <laughs> mix it up I do know what get, you're saying get some single player stuff in there uh, what else you got?
0: Uh, I have, speaking of Blackout mode and Battle Royale, I played, uh, Ring of Elysium. Oh, okay. Which I is, know nothing of this. It's a free-to-play, uh, Battle Royale game. Ah. And it is on PC, and I have been playing it with, uh, the ghost of our former co-host, Mr. Matt Farkas. He turned me on to it. Ah. Um, so it is, uh, it's pretty interesting. I actually like it quite a bit. I don't think anything will be quite the same as PUBG for me. But actually, in a lot of ways, I think it's a little better than PUBG. It's a little smoother. And the shooting feels a little better. Um, It only has one map right now. um, But it's got uh, a couple, like, cool extra things. Like, you pick a kit when you start this game. Mm -hmm. So, you have, like, a transportation thing. So, you can get, like, a hang glider. Or, like, in this map, it's a BMX bike. Or also, like... Climbing equipment and each one of them will afford you some sort of like mobility option. I usually use the BMX bike because it's basically, like having a permanent vehicle with you that you can access at any time, uh, which is nice if you need to get somewhere fast. Uh, obviously, in a game where you're constantly running from a you know, a ring, which in this one also, that's one of the th- it changes. It's not actually like a center moving ring. Like it is in most games. Mm. It's like zones that close off around the edge. So it can sometimes like close into like weird shapes where it's almost like a corridor where you're having to get into mm-hmm. or like a, you know, a rectangle or even like sometimes like a weird like trapezoid. Um, so it like cuts zones off around the outside of the map, but not in a, like a, 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 a shrinking circle. So that's a pretty interesting way to go about things. Cause you can like, kind of like go in and out of like the safe zone to get to where you're going Mm -hmm. and like so because it can be have like jagged edges and stuff like that um it's pretty similar to a lot of those battle royale games in other ways though you're picking up gear you're picking up weapons and then you have like two slots and you're going through a lot of buildings and little towns but this game also is different in that you actually choose the exact area where you spawn so there's no like parachuting in or Party busts like in Fortnite or whatever, like most of those games have. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, you literally just pick a zone. And you just are there, um, which is pretty interesting. But it's I haven't played any like solo. I've only really played with farkas and then he got some friends. So we were playing squads as well. Um, and then the the uh, final of this game, the probably the weirdest thing about it is that it isn't like a fight to the death. It's a fight to an escape helicopter. So there's four seats on the escape helicopter and you have to climb like a a long ladder to get up to it. So like you could like have someone on your team get on it, but you don't, but still survive. So it's like the first four people. Oh, okay. So like technically four teams could like get onto the helicopter separately. Like one person from four different teams could technically be the ones that get saved, which then I believe gives you a win technically. Or you'll place, like, first out of how many teams or whatever. Um, But, yeah, other than that, it's – I've actually had a lot of fun with it. And it's a free-to-play game, so, like, there's always going to be that, like – I can't really gripe too much if there's, like, weirdness about it. Mm -hmm. But even so, there's not – it's – right now, it's kind of um, just little quality of life stuff that I would like to see improved. That is kind of is pr- they're probably not even thinking about because the game is pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made by the people who made the PUBG mobile game. Oh, okay. Uh, Ten Ten Cent,
1: I think, is their name. Well, Ten Cent's like uh, the parent
0: company of a lot of that shit. And it that says video. developed by Ten Cent Games and published by Ten Cent Games. Yeah, no, that's just- but yeah, and it, like it offers you some of the same stuff as like PUBG. You can play first person or third person, and then. Um, you can play in solos duo squads and it's you know their vehicles and little villages and stuff to go go through and, and like that and vehicles that you find along the way um um but yeah so it's an interesting game and it's it's like i said free to play and they offer like a the battle path like the, the typical thing um and then like farkas gave me a referral code so i got like some weird cosmetics that i added on like a a different looking glider and a different looking like vehicle and stuff like that so but yeah so far I- I've enjoyed it and uh, I-, I actually plan to play it a little bit more I haven't played much PUBG at all recently um, so this is kind of seems like I'm always playing some sort of battle royale game at some point right now that they're like a little more prevalent but um, yeah it's pretty interesting it's something I definitely didn't expect to play but then got like as usual with these weird games, Farkas comes up with it's just so like.
1: So, what kind of sets this apart besides from the way it closes in and the helicopter
0: stuff? Um, well, there's like I said, like the mobility thing. So you get like a glider or a vehicle, like or the BMX bike or like climbing equipment. So it gives you like tra- different travel options. So you're not as stymied with like having to try to find a loud ass vehicle or whatever. In terms, um, the choosing your spawn point, so you don't ever, you're never like a slave to what route like the drop-in vehicle is taking Mm -hmm. you can always go to like wherever you want on the map and it's going to let you know where everyone else is spawning as well but other than that and also just like the basic logistics of how i I like how the shooting feels in this a little more than a lot of other the games like even PUBG, because it's not quite as like hyper realistic Mm -hmm. um it's a little more not even quite arcadey but like I guess that would be a good term. Like, it's just a little more video game mm-hmm. Not to be like, use that cliché thing. But um other than that, it doesn't... I don't think there's a huge amount that sets it apart. It's more just like a preference thing and just those little, like... I feel like with a game that's like this, while this market... Like, while a lot of kind of... um people are jumping in on this type of game i feel like it is people are looking for small subtle things to set it apart and so it's just little like little cool stuff like how the vehicles work and and, and like how to use the gliders and stuff like that it's it's pretty interesting but um yeah i've, I've had a decent amount of fun with it and uh plan on playing a little more i don't know what the full plan for this game is if they're eventually going to like turn it into something bigger because right now there's only one map that you can play at a time. That was my next question. Um,
1: well, at a at a time, so is there multiple maps?
0: Yeah, like they just changed the map. They added the new map, but they got rid of the old map. Ah. Which I don't understand at all, but I'm sure. Mm. Um so that's pretty stupid, but um cuz the map we're actually watching a little video here in the background, but this is the original map which is like a snow, like a, a big snowy mountain and the one now is like kind of like a bayside no de- it's actually kind of just like it' it's almost looks like it's from like the Pacific Northwest there's like fields and a lot of water in it maybe and they'll like,
1: do like a rotation of maps and then they'll circle back.
0: Yeah, that could very well be it. i don't know what the full plan is on it yet, um, and then like I mentioned, it has like a, a battle pass, so like' you're, I'm earning things as i'm playing, but I'd earn like way more things if I paid for the battle pass. Mm. It just very looks very much like Fortnite in that way.
1: yeah, a lot um, of games seem to be following Going that model yeah that, yeah
0: and pub g decided to do it after charging you for the game which is an interesting method hooray uh, um but yeah so yeah i don't think there's a huge amount to kind of roundabout answer your que- answer your question i don't think there's a huge amount that really does set it apart it is another one of those mm-hmm. but just like preferential stuff about uh, well i didn't know you could do that and you, know, you could shoot while you're on the hang glider that's pretty ridiculous um but it just it feels pretty good in the way it handles. It's kind of like an in between between Fortnite and PUBG. So okay. It's like not quite as realistic as PUBG, but definitely not as fucking cartoony and like crazy Minecrafty as uh Fortnite is. But yeah, so cool. Um, uh, next
1: one I got, uh I only dipped a toe into earlier, but I started Soma, which was uh Free on the PlayStation Plus a little while ago. Oh, yeah. And um, I saw that they had added a mode similar to that assist mode in Saleste uh, where it's a uh, safe mode is what they call it. There's just one difficulty. It's normal. And then there's safe mode. Um, and in the safe mode, uh, you don't have to play stealth and the monsters can't kill you. So... I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do that again. I'm going to go play The Easy Boy um and see how I feel about it. But uh I did the opening bit. It's really not much that I played um but I got the gist of the game. It's kind of weird because it has this like weird like hand icon that comes on for you to interact with stuff, and then you like press R2 to interact with something. But then if it's like a door, you got to like move the right stick to like swing the door and like everything feels kind of odd that way but it's kind of a game where you're just like running through like this like run down fucking laboratory you know almost and you're kind of meddling around with stuff so um i wasn't too wild at first about how it controlled because it felt like my guy takes like weird swimmy steps and there's no sensitivity control for the reticle and I feel like it moves kind of kind of slow and not great um, but I think most of what makes this game stand out is the like coolness of the story and so like the basic premise is you're this guy who wakes up it starts with this like dream sequence of you in a, in a car with a girl um, who I would presume is your girlfriend wife I don't really know yet. Okay. Um, and, uh, or just a coworker, co worker, but, um, you are talking about, uh, this shit that you have to take and you get into a crash and you, like, have a flashback, but while you're in the car, like, the phone starts ringing and you're like, oh, not Dr. So and so. Um, uh, I think his name is Muncie? No, it's Munshin or something. Um, But they say it like a bunch of times and (laughs) you like wake up and your phone is ringing and it's him and it reminds you to take this liquid and it says like you have some like bleeding going
0: on in your brain and
1: you need. Oh Oh, Jesus. Why are there giant chickens in this Rise of Ring of Elysium game?
0: I don't know that I've not seen that. That It does not happen on mine.
1: Okay. Well, I we just had this video playing in the background and I just saw this like 20 foot chicken. Um, it was really big, but, um, yeah so then you go you're told to like find the stuff drink it and then go to his laboratory and like you go and it sounds like your character is like dying of something horrible in his brain and like having some procedure done and then you get into that guy's office um he like sit into he tells you he's not a doctor and that he's like doing like this for like research work and uh you get into this, like, weird contraption uh, chair, and then you wake up, and you're, like, in this fucking doomscape, you know, laboratory. You're in fucking uh, Ishimura from Dead Space or whatever. Right. Um, Wait, was that what it was called in Dead Space? I don't even fucking remember.
0: I've not played Dead Space in a long time, so I'm not sure.
1: I thought it was Ishimura. But, um, yeah. So it seems, like, ultra creepy. I just did the basic part um like the opening where you like you have to find a way out of the room then you have to find this like multi-tool it's called the omni tool actually and then uh you use that as your way to like solve puzzles i believe and i'm kind of like meandering about that just open area but it seems like pretty cool maybe not like my ideal type game sort of likes less but if i'm going to be able to play it on the easy mode i'll at least check it out a little bit um because i kind of fell off of hell i don't know if i'm gonna play
0: hellblade again
1: uh but uh i'll probably check some more of uh out, see where it goes yeah i I actually i've
0: had it forever i bought it on sale probably like a year ago and just have never got around to playing it
1: i got spoiled on the story like completely and that's what uh, made me interested in it but now i've forgotten everything that i was spoiled on like entirely so I know it will get interesting, and I don't remember how. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems uh it seems like uh I kind of want to see that shit for myself. Um, what else you got?
0: Uh, last thing I played, which is has been the majority of what I played this week and prior weeks, is Red Dead. I got to the epilogue.
1: Oh, ah, okay. So do we want to do some Red Dead spoiler talk?
0: Sure, we can do that. So All right. so this okay. is the Red Dead.
1: Redemption
0: Two, spoiler talk. Spoiler talk. All right. Um. Yeah. I. We talked a little bit about that. Well, not even a little bit. Pretty. Um, it was the Ishimura. Sorry. I had to okay. No. Good. I'm glad you, we had to double check for sure because I would have. That's one of those things that'll drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. We d- texted pretty extensively about um the end of the main game, the end of the Morgan story. Yeah. Uh, Because... I mean, it kind of telegraphs it with with the TB and all, but, like, Arthur dies Mm -hmm. um, on a mountain after a fist fight. Uh, Maiko's waiting for you on a mountain like Gollum. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of Lord of the Rings, and then Dutch is on the same mountain somehow. Uh, Some things I found were very weird. Um, I, I mean, it was i was satisfied i like i was pretty content with arthur dying like earlier Mm -hmm. so i was kind of already like all right this is going to happen so i'm ready for it um wasn't hugely satisfied with how they did it but you know that's me that's just my opinion uh i was kind of like at the end there there's the part where like you're surrounded in the mountain by like either pinkertons or government or like everybody Mm -hmm. and I kind of thought that was how, like, I think it was going to be this, like, final stand where they're just going to keep sending wave after wave after you until you died, Mm -hmm. which I was like, oh, that's fucking dope, and then I got jumped by Micah, and then I was like, okay, and then the last, like, dialogue in the game is between Micah and Dutch. I was like, oh, why did... Well, it's not the last dialogue in the game, though. Well, I mean, it's the last... Well, I mean, not including, like... that's the last thing that it's the last thing in
1: arthur that arthur hears basically
0: yeah it's like he doesn't get to say anything meaningful or have a good meaningful moment he just like rolls over and he dies after getting beaten up in a fist fight i it didn't do it for me i'm not trying to shit on the game because i love the game and up until that like I, i was very pleased like i thought it was super epic and awesome um, and I and there's a
1: lot that we're miss- skipping over that leads up to that though. There's like this great pursuit and then you're kind of with John and then you kind of like you have the choice to get him out, there's the horse death, and then like at the end there's a confrontation with Micah, and then he gets so fucked up and Micah scurries off. And then well, he's yeah, like, you kind of too weak to even
0: Yeah, carry well on that's it. what I mean. Like the like kind of the build up is super epic and awesome. It's like this kind of um it's like a last stand, basically. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, Arthur's going to do it alone, and then John shows up because they had left John for dead. Yeah. Um, because Dutch full-on has gone Anakin Skywalker and is just, like, killing children in the streets at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, his, like it, a switch was flipped at some point, and he's like, let, let Abigail die, who cares? I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so he's completely lost his fucking mind. And then... You find out Micah's a rat, and he just ignores it, <laughs> and... I wouldn't say he, he necessarily ignores it, though. I mean, like, he, he he's still using him, you know? Yeah, I mean, it just... right. So that's... but then leaves Micah at the very end, despite having known the same information the whole time. Well, I think that... Seeing Arthur's death, I guess, maybe... Yeah, well, you'll see, like, more if you get to the end of the epilogue. <laughs> Which I will. Yeah. I'm actually having a lot of fun playing the epilogue. Okay. You had to kind of... There's definitely a fucking plateau at the beginning of that epilogue. Yeah, you...
1: It's like a reset back to, like, a fucking... Because it starts off, so I guess we could just get right into that. Yeah. Um. After John escapes, and then you're with his family, and you're working on a farm, basically, being a... Bitch boy. Yeah.
0: And, uh, <laughs> scooping shit. Yeah. And then you have a, so wh- how far are you into it? Um, I am now at the point where I'm branching out a little more. I got the letter from Sadie, so I can go visit Sadie in Valentine, or, uh, the other one is going to the bank in Blackwater.
1: Okay, yeah, so you can finally go into Blackwater.
0: Yeah, which is what I'm doing. I'm going to go to do that because those are the two, like, yellow missions. Okay. So I'm going to do that first before I go see Sadie.
1: Yeah, but now the the farmer kind of knows you're...
0: And Abigail is left at this point. Okay, yeah. And left yeah, you she letter leaves that, and takes God, her that bed. is fucking... I was wondering how much of that I was going to be able to take. Stop shooting people. Yeah, literally every building around us is on fire and we we're being shot at. Stop shooting people. Yeah, I'm not going to just let people get murdered in front of me. Stop shooting people. Okay, yeah, broken record. I fucking get it. You have no concept of how reality works. Okay, good. Yeah, they really are drumming home the like... Yeah, I got to fucking... When Abigail left, it wasn't like... I had no... I was like, oh, good.
1: Well, I think it it made sense in the beginning where she's like, oh, you like you were just supposed to drive to that fucking farm and then you yes, like no. chased off some outlaws. Like that's, the
0: th- sh- like that's the thing that was like it, because it is and he the first thing he did was resort to violence mm-hmm. and it's like okay like it's John being John. Yeah. But then it's like literally the fucking barn is on fire and they're fucking murdering people mm-hmm. and then you are like I'm defending them and she's like I can't believe you do this every time. It's like it, what? Like it's just nonsensical at mm-hmm. this point. And so it's just like, okay, cool. You hate that I'm not letting everyone die around me. I don't know what to tell you. So I'm going to... But I I also just need to change up how John looks because he's wearing that fucking Rocky Balboa hat and Mm. uh, I can't deal with it, no. (laughs) And the first start, he had like real wide bell-bottom looking pants, too. Uh And I was just like, what in the fuck is going on right now? You uh, hammering some fences... Yeah, hammering fences, milking cows, cleaning up shit. Yeah, a weird, just a weird. Like at first, I was like, "This is fucking so weird. What yeah, am I doing?" Totally. And then finally, I get a gun, and I'm like, "Oh, thank fucking god!"
1: Huge change of like direction. After taste.
0: once again, like three more fist fights. Yeah, that game loves to give you some fist fights. <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'll just keep doing this, I guess." So, but yeah, the end of the game, right up until, the like, it's really fucking cool, because then you get Abigail out with Sadie, and mm. what's her name? I want to call her Penny, but that's not it. The young black girl that's at camp with you. Shit, I can't remember her name. Fuck, I can't remember But she takes Jack, and you get everybody out. And then John comes, and you have a standoff after Micah shoots <laughs> Miss Grimshaw in the gut.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a whole, like, that whole camp being torn apart is really, like, crazy. Like, the whole end, like, sequence, like, when you kick out Strauss, and then, like... That's one of my favorite parts of that whole game, by the way. They start sending you on missions where you're, like, morally opposed to, like, what you're doing
0: now. Well, yeah, because the whole end of it, like, once Dutch starts fucking totally giving up the goat like he yeah because the like the big fucking third act of that is like you using those indians to just like do your dirty work
1: yeah totally yeah and then there's that part
0: where um you're about to die and you fucking watch dutch leaving you to die Mm -hmm. you see his feet scramble away after he hears you yelling for help yeah um and that's like when it really fully turns and then yeah, because everyone just starts, like, kind of quietly leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's kind of some really cool poignant moments. Like, I think that it's all so well done. And once again, I don't think the end was poorly done. It's just not really, it didn't do it for me. That's yeah. just all I'm saying. But, like, even the, when Trelawney leaves, and he's like, and the oh, and the you meet the pastor at the fucking train station, mm-hmm. the reverend, and you're just like, I, I get it. It's shitty right now. Like, I understand. You don't want to die. And then Trelawney's like, no, I'll be back. He's like, you're not coming back. He's like, but go with my blessing. He's like, I understand. I, w- I don't want to be here either. Um. So it's it was very... Yeah, the horse death was really awful. Like, yeah, I had serious trouble with that. I was very emotionally brutalized by that. But um. yeah, so I'm going to play through. And there's technically two epilogues, right?
1: It's like a two-chapter... Thing, yeah. Um, they're not particularly long, but there is like, I think they're really good. I the the second chapter is better because it's less of that um (laughs) busy work. Like yeah, busy bitch work. Um, and it bridges the gap um from the second game to the first game pretty well. Um, by the time it's done, and there is some um resolution to like some more like some more gang stuff. Yeah, But um, also, the, like, you get to see the period before Red Dead Redemption 1 right. with, like, John and, like, how it was. And so I thought it was, they did a really good job with uh, yeah. the, the way the end of the, of the
0: uh, epilogue works. Yeah. That's what uh, my brother told me is what he was like. He also, he was like, it'll heal some of your wounds from the end of the game as well. Yeah. That's how he phrased it. and I was like, cool, I'm looking forward. But I like to, like, even beside the kind of goofy, like farm work which is just kind of weirdly not totally out of place like i get it cuz he's kind of like you're learning this new way of life mm-hmm. but then like john is an interesting character in and of himself anyway so like to naturally do that and kind of follow the same trend as they did in the first game where it's like your hero dies but your story's not over you play as the replacement and um yeah so it's interesting i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how it ends um And I think there's definitely a way that this could have seemed unnecessary, but the way they're doing it is well done, where it feels like it's, it almost doesn't even feel like an epilogue. It feels like the next part of the story. Yeah, the
1: start of like John's story. Exactly.
0: It just so happens that Arthur's not with us anymore. Yeah. And Um, it
1: makes me really appreciate them making it a prequel from like all along. Yeah. And also, um, I think by the end of it, I think it was probably my favorite story of the year. Uh, over God of War, I think I like the characters in Red Dead. and I would say that as well. More. Yeah, so. I
0: like, especially like the char- like this, cause the side characters that they do flesh out, because some of them they don't really flesh out that much, mm-hmm. which I understand there's a lot. You can't like do something for everybody, but like Javier is one where it's just kind of like, he barely has anything to do with it and just happens to be on Dutch's side by the end. Yeah, um, But like the stuff you do with Charles and like with the Native Americans and the Indian Nation, like Mm-hmm. is really interesting and then what the, when eagle flies and rains fall come into it i think they're really good side characters mm-hmm. and then sadie became like my second favorite character besides arthur
1: yeah she has like a big redemption like yeah act
0: but also but- becomes like a fucking maniac like knife murderer yeah um but in the best way she is probably the
1: coolest start because she goes from the victim in the first mission all the way to a badass at the end. You know?
0: Yeah, and even like hating you guys at first. Yeah, like for the first couple camps, even, mm-hmm. and then basically once you go into um, roads with her, that one time is when it really takes the corner. Yeah, which she's always the one that has your back when you have to, like she's always there to like, well, you know, we have to do the right thing. Not that you ever have to coax Arthur into doing that, but like. Mm-hmm. Because at the end, you're having to fly in the face of Dutch the constantly, especially in terms of John and Abigail. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I really have enjoyed the full ride and going through that, and I'm looking forward to finishing it up. And It's a good-ass game. Fuck yeah, man. Really good.
1: Uh, yeah, I might even um, start picking up the post-game on that. I've kind of been tempted to go back to it now. Uh, but I got other games to play, and one I bought... Um and it is Battlefield 5. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um Bianca surprised me with an Xbox gift card and Battlefield was on sale and I decided to spring $15 to get Battlefield 5. Um I think two things immediately. One, this game does not look as balls awful as that beta did.
0: Well that's good because that was pretty unacceptable.
1: Yeah, it's a good-looking game. Um which I guess should be expected at this point all the Frostbite engine games look pretty fucking good. What uh like my kind of thoughts before this like playing this was that like this doesn't really do anything unique and like what sets this battlefield apart and then I had heard about their making a patch to where they like like really fucked with the time to kill and then reversed it because the community hated it um so i wasn't in on that part of the battlefield 5 experience and uh the part that i've been on has been relatively fine it's a little rough here and there like i booted up a match and the screen was just black oh boy once um i probably played about eight hours of it
0: um now are you just are you just doing multiplayer
1: i will play the story i think this Mm -hmm. time around and i is it vignettes again yeah okay, war stories is how they uh ah okay are treating it, but um yes, so I probably will play the story, and I was actually thinking about playing the story on um battlefield one on xbox as well because uh it's a pretty looking game on this here one x, but um they just have this uh the second event going on right now that they just started with a big patch, and uh I would say it's relatively like cleaned up like i've only had some small bugs here and there sometimes the match times are a little you know bad but okay that's kind of how battlefield one was they're big like 64 player matches uh it seems like once you are in a string of matches though you're good you know but it can be like a very slow moving game like towards just like like quitting after you hit quit for like way too long it's like lengthy yeah. for for no reason yeah yeah so um uh they've made a lot of changes though and i like most of them one of the ones that i don't like is that now you have so now you have this like armory um where you can get like uh cosmetic stuff and i don't think there's a store to actually buy the shit i think it's all just um stuff you earn Because they really ate it from Battlefield 2, uh, turning that into a microtransaction Jackson. But when you want to edit a loadout for, say, your assault, you have to do it for the Allied and the Axis side separately.
0: Oh, really? Yes. That, no, I don't like that.
1: Yes, Um, because I think, like, some of the gear is slightly different, Uh, even though the guns are the same. But, like, the gear can be different. I don't understand like like That's the way is bizarre to me the grenade the frag grenade for the allies is the traditional like you know fucking pear-shaped grenade and then the stick grenade on the axis is the frag grenade but i'm not sure like those little changes matter enough to me but you can also change their appearance you know so this one like you can change the character you can be different race um different gender and I think maybe that's why, because they put an emphasis on the cosmetic stuff the Like the, and the customization. Yeah. Um, but I'm never going to, like, really want to do that. And it, even if that were the case, like, come on, man, like, let me go with the same fucking loadout. Um,
0: yeah, that's just very weird.
1: But I will say the overall way they've done uh, the classes, they've mixed it up a little bit, and I think it is for the better almost universally, with the exception being the medic, um, who seems like way worse. So in this game, not everyone can spot, but everyone can revive players now, and everyone also starts with a health pack. And I didn't think I would like it at first, but now I think I really like it. Um so like I guess I'll go just through the classes. The first okay. one being the assault. Now the guns are uh fully full auto assault rifles and the semi-automatics. So, I always uh, gravitate towards the semi-automatic rifles. Um, so, I'm playing more assault than I think most other classes right now. Uh, because all the semi-auto rifles in Battlefield 1 were assi- assigned to the medic. And now the medic just gets SMGs. Um, so, the assault is uh, very similar to what was in Battlefield 1. Where you got, you know, grenades, um, anti-tank stuff. And then, like, dynamite or the frag rifles. Um the medic has SMGs, which I don't like. Um, and he also has the ability to hand out med packs. Um, so, but like everyone already has one. And then you get the medical crate later once you like rev it up. But also now that like when you capture a point in like say Conquest, it'll um, spawn a stash with ammo and uh, med packs. Okay. That you just have to, like, if it gets destroyed, you have to rebuild. Um, but there's also a building aspect into it that any character can do where you can, like, build fortifications. So, you, like, press down. It's not like Fortnite. Right. No, it, no, obviously. It's, it's not like Fortnite because it's a preset in an area, what goes there. Yeah. So, like, if you're at, like, point G and it's, like, a field... Um, like there might be a like area that's a little dug in, and you can like kind of like pile up sandbags and then razor wire on each side so you can like dig in and defend it better um and I think that it mostly works really
0: well yeah, I think that's a pretty good idea, and it makes sense like with the like the setting
1: yeah um the medic still heal like revives everyone faster um and i don't think I think you just have infinite med packs, so like I think it actually like. The way they changed it to where everyone can revive it is good because of the, like, squad-based stuff that they're trying to push even more of. And it makes more sense. So that way, like, one person doesn't have to play a class for you to get picked back up. Yeah. Um, But I just hate the guns that they have. So that's really my only beef with that. Um, the support class uh, still does the ammo thing. They have anti-tank mines and anti-tank stuff. Um, and big machine guns, but then they also have m- mounted machine guns for their other weapons. So like, the way like every class works is like there's two weapon types, and they like alternate almost. Um, well, actually, this one has a s- shotguns too. So I haven't unlocked the shotguns yet, but they'll have like light machine guns and machine guns that just like mount to shit to where their hip fires like absolutely like dog shit like random like sp- spatters. Yeah, but you can fucking put up like a bipod and just like. It kills in two shots, yeah. yeah. And so um, I think that works pretty well. Um, I was playing with them and kind of fucking shit up with one of those machine guns. Um, And then my favorite is actually the Recon, which is the sniper. So um, they have bolt action and uh, like self-loading rifles. And I kind of am favoring the bolt action stuff now, too. Uh, but one of the things they have is a scope and that's what they use to spot enemies. So like, if there's like a battle, shit's going down at like E and I'm yeah. at D and I'm like over there scoping, I'm spotting all the guys for the people who are in the firefight and getting like assists from that. Uh, okay. And then also by just being able to use that big scope to look in at guys, I'm like pulling back and like doing headshot. Oh, I had one match where I did so shitty, but I got two of the nastiest fucking headshots from like really long range sniping. That was ultra-satisfying. And then they also have a spawn beacon, too, um, that you can use after you level up a little bit, or these little anti-personnel mines, which look like fucking cans filled with scissors <laughs> almost.
0: Oh, yeah, terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, but those don't take guys out in one shot, so I'm not a big fan. Uh, but I've been mostly been playing uh Sniper and Assault um, this time around. There are planes, there are tanks. It is still battlefield. There's no behemoths in the maps. Um, when you're playing conquest, excuse me. There's a smaller version of conquest called Squad Conquest. I was actually playing with one uh, Matt Farkas the other day. Ah. Um, and it's nice because the matches aren't, you know, thirty fucking minutes. They're more like ten, fifteen minutes. Um. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun game. Uh, the, con- the small conquest mode has three areas that you take over, like three control points, 16 players, so two, four person squads. So, like, you become more responsible for your team's success because you're not one of 64. You're one of eight. Yeah, sure. Or one of 32, I guess, would be in the 64 player mode. Um, the one thing is, I'm pretty dog shit right now.
0: Yeah, that's um, understandable.
1: I'm still looking for my guns and it's so different from the way duty controls that the, like the shooting is more realistic and there is more like bullet drop stuff. Um so I'm like starting to get competent. <laughs> like I found <laughs> Yeah. I found the assault rifle that I like, the M1A1. Um I get murdered with this assault rifle that I tried using for hours that I'm just crap with. And the SMGs I'm just terrible with. Like, sometimes I'm so bad with a gun that I'll just switch to my sidearm and roll out with that. Oh, wow. In hopes that, like, <laughs> I'll come across a guy that I can just, you know, dump into at medium to close range. Uh, but I think it's really sweet. Uh, I've played, uh, I don't think all of the maps, but a fair amount of them. They're kind of There's a smaller version of the maps for that, like, squad conquest mode. Um, and then there's, the, like, this background event stuff going on in uh the the like main game that's called like the tides of war and i think that's sort of like the community stuff uh mm-hmm. they'll have you do and th- it's kind of similar to what call of duty does to where like you get tiered unlocks based on like the challenges and shit that you do and how right. much you play um and it just works well uh, i think it's a pretty good game uh it can be very very frustrating Um, they also added this thing called squad spawn. So like in in Battlefield 1, you can like spawn on a squad mate, right? Yeah, But this one you spawn like 10 feet behind him and it's really good because it gets you like right into the action. So you're not like, you know, fucking running across the map like you do in Battlefield sometimes.
0: Yeah, spending time like trying to find what the fuck you're like, where the fight is.
1: Yeah, but you can also get hosed pretty easily just because you do like pop into some bad scenarios where you are right behind a fucking guy. And then he gets fucking ran on and then you just get plowed. Right. You know, I've had some embarrassingly bad firefights where I just get destroyed quite easily. But, right. Uh, this is the, the big one that, um, I've kind of been playing and, uh, I do like it. I think it's a pretty good, like solid battlefield game. I still like battlefield one more, but I actually think like a lot of the changes them that they made make it better going forward. Hmm. Um, I'm just bad with the guns, dude. If I I feel like my entire like Farx has played like four days worth of this game on Xbox, I feel like if I was just good with the guns right now, I'd be loving it. But I'm just like bad yeah. with most of them. So yeah, that can, it can be <laughs> yeah. like
0: that. Like it can kind of sour like how it's playing if you're just like not doing well ever. Yeah. So
1: and I'm not doing. I'd say like I have a couple garbage matches like every time I play, but I have some competent ones. But I st- I still don't think I've had a match where I've had like. 10 kills (laughs) like i'm usually like i'll get like between like five and eight kills and then sometimes my deaths are super low and then sometimes i get fucking a train rain on me right you know and i'm i'm not good enough with vehicles too because i feel like the people who are always at the top of the like big scores are always like um people who are able to be like i'm a really good pilot in this game so i can get 50 kills a match i'm super jealous of that but uh i'm never gonna be that guy i don't think just lack the air
0: skills yeah you know right yeah that was never my strong suit in this either so
1: no I mean but I don't really go for it and I don't really like want to be good at that I just want to just want to kill I just want to kill man
0: I get in modes where I will sometimes, like, just want to drive around and do goofy shit. And I like that it does give you the option. But, yeah, generally speaking, when I play this game, I just want to boots on the ground and shoot at dudes and stuff like that. Well,
1: the cool shit about the recon class is that you can just spot, slink off in the corner and just spot guys and then pop your shots off. And I like um, playing like a sneaky snake and doing that stuff. So, I actually really enjoy the sniper class this time around. Also, when you get higher level, all the classes, like, you have these, like, traits. So, Battlefield 1 introduced really late into the game, like, on the, like, third or fourth update traits that are kind of like fucking perks, you know? Um, I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that shit?
0: Yeah, vaguely.
1: Yeah, they were all... It was, like, kind of like a fucking afterthought. Um, So, not the best implementation of it, but... um, they did put that shit in there towards the end and uh this game it looks like you have totally like two different ways you can play a class uh entirely jesus christ um to where one is like geared towards like it's a whole different set of traits geared towards uh different style because i know like for the sniper one there's one but the, the one that starts off is just um like a, a sniper traits that make it better, and then the other one makes it better for doing recon specific stuff. And then the support and the assault and the medic all have stuff like that. To where there's like two different ways to play a class once you level the class up a
0: lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, the it actually,
1: sense. I think the progression in this game like shits on Battlefield One because Battlefield One was just like, well, I unlocked the level ten gun, and that's about it. You know, like there was no real progression to Battlefield One after you
0: right leveled
1: the class up yeah that and was always notable shit.
0: for that game like because it what it did not feel like much like you were really making any like real progress or earning anything you know what i mean yeah shite
1: yeah i'm just dog do Um, uh, but it looks fine you know uh i don't like the the thing where it makes you roll on the ground and bleed out at the end i, I don't see what that adds but i guess um that's just to give time for the yeah, since everyone
0: can revive now, it may be more like wanting to get people involved in that.
1: Yeah, I think it makes sense. I just don't like rolling around and dying. And I do a lot of dying. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, it's just That's kind of thing. a weird weird. Well, and to it's like it. almost
0: like a double thing because it sits there and makes you watch like the guy run around after he kills you and then goes to the like revive menu sometimes
1: it does so I think it only does that when you're like clipping with something in the fucking background oh okay. you know so I kind of oh, like died under a truck there so kind of like rolled around and fucking adjusted the camera Jesus Jones I'm so butt. but
0: but um, yeah it does like does look way way better than yeah that original beta
1: yeah, I'm just a uh, double poop at it right now. That's the only problem. It's like I like the game, I just wish I could play it less poorly. Yeah, that's always <laughs> the
0: thing like especially when start like when you're first picking a game up like this that's in a competitive online thing. It's like it is hard to have as much fun as possible when you're constantly getting slaughtered.
1: Yeah, and the the class stuff is uh one thing, but I it, so like they they let you customize the guns more, too, in this game. Like, the guns have, speaking of progression, the guns have, like, a skill tree to them that you can level up. So, your guns level to, like, level 5, and there's, like, like something like, say you level up a gun to level 2, and then it's, like, um, you know, 33% aim faster down the sights, or there'll be a secondary option. Like, it's a little tree. Oh okay Sh- with so which two like, options
0: like almost like RPGs it.
1: Yeah, it it's almost like when you're fucking um leveling up, leveling up a guy in XCOM.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, get exactly what you're saying, yeah. That's interesting.
1: Um, yeah, and so but then you can also like slap a bigger scope on a rifle. Um it's way more versatile in that way.
0: Uh which is it's good. It works out. Yeah, any like any time that they are able to like that a game expands, like, what you can do and gives you more options. Not always, but usually is a, is a good thing.
1: Yeah, I think, that, like, overall, the foundation for this game is better than Battlefield 1. Like, from the the amount of, like, features and stuff they add, like, it doesn't have the behemoths. It doesn't have that big, like, crazy thing, you know, but it doesn't no, really that, need it.
0: Kind Right, and actually, I'll be honest with you, like, kind of after the novelty of that wore off, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't find that all that necessary to that game. So, there were times, I mean, like, I don't think it was bad, but I also yeah. don't think, like, I was never, like, drawn to it because it was never really a huge selling point for me. It was just, a, like, a it was a, a, a unique idea, but also, like, if you were to tell me, like, oh, we didn't bring it back, like, I have almost zero reaction to that, like, oh, okay, Fine. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, I'm so shit, dude. I fucking had a guy dead to rights. I just can't kill him. Yeah, it, it's almost like the the jump jet thing with Call of Duty. It's like, well, it's cool, but do you need it in every game? You know, like, right. do you need the behemoths in every game? No, totally not. Um, yeah, And then there were certain maps where, like, the behemoths totally didn't even fucking matter. So, um yeah, that's the other one. Do you have any other games? No, I'm all tapped out. You're tapping. taparoo. Well, um... Some small happenings, actually, one really big happening uh, occurred in the world of video games. Here, I'll show you this little fortification
0: building shit. So, like, you see. Oh, like, you got
1: your hammer out. They're saying back. Oh, someone already did all this. Someone already built these Oh, forties. but it's almost
0: like building like a mini fort in some cases. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
1: And then these are all destructible, too. So, like,
0: if I take. Yeah, I saw that you were on one earlier and somebody blew it up.
1: Some dynamites oh maybe i have to be oh no there it is and then you, you plop down some sandbags there and you get little you know points for doing points that for shit. it yeah well, that's neat that's not bad
0: yeah and it makes sense and that's i think what will really like keys it in is yeah that, like it's not like totally like this weird juxtaposition it's like yeah this is shit that they would have been doing anyway
1: yeah i think that's That's kind of what I like about most of this shit is that it does make sense. And although I don't think it is like a drastic step forward in terms of the way it looks because I still think Battlefield 1 kind of looked a little bit better. Um, On PC, this is the first game to really adopt that ray tracing shit, um, which people talk about like it's the wave of the future for like the next big visual upgrade in video games. So like... I can't really knock the visuals on this game because I'm not playing that version of it with the shit that is, like, widely considered, you know, a big fucking deal. Uh, so, yeah, I won't get on that too much, really. I think it's still a really good-looking game, all in all. Um, yeah, oh, and the smoke from the, like, smoke grenades and shit is so, like, real this time and thick that, like, smoke grenades are, like, a fucking game changer now. Like, actually super useful. Yeah, like, excellent, in fact. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. I'm going to quit that's out of
0: this. That's something that's, like... I feel like very few games in the history, of anything, have ever done well. Gotten right, yeah. Yeah, smoke grenades have never... Like, I feel like there's never been a game where I'm like, oh, make sure to get some smoke grenades. Oh, I should have
1: showed you before I quit, but uh, I did not. But, yeah, the smoke grenades for, like, recon are, like, super essential. Yeah, I'll show you smoke grenade real quick. See so yeah, how fucking... Oh, is this one of those dual loadout scenarios that I'm in right now? I think that's you, what
0: it is. You don't get a smoke grenade?
1: Yeah. Um well, Jesus Jones. Sorry, right. I'm about to die. HST Resem- Redemption Z. People have the worst name. Like, I've been making up PlayStation Network names like every week. My names are all better than that. I got
0: Dr. Darkmeat. Yeah, that's a fucking winner right there. It is
1: all right uh let's switch over to smoke grenades so i can show you the shit yeah usually like smoke grenades look like fucking stiff like clouds of like just like paper thin like yeah clouds that like it's you almost can just see like a distraction right at best yeah yeah these ones legit cover and you get two of them like you can't see through that shit that's really good and it lingers for a bit.
0: Yeah, that is really nice, actually. It's a well-done smoke grenade. Yeah. It's a rarity in video games.
1: And it moves like... Yeah, it's like it, blown
0: around with the wind, yeah. Like, nice.
1: It's kind of like a better version of that gas grenade that did actual damage.
0: Yeah, yeah, those were fun.
1: But it covers such a big uh, swath, you know, a large area that's really useful for bopping in. Then you can telescope in on some fools.
0: I love how he puts the... (laughs) <laughs> hand, over hand over his, over his one eye, eye. Yeah. yeah. It's always a funny visual. Like did you see the hand close in at the very end? Yeah. Yep. But I like Miss Battlefield V. Yeah, it looks interesting. I saw John play it a little bit and I heard Varkas r- singing its praises, so uh, I knew you were kind of I mean, because we were very interested in this game before the fucking beta. Yeah. And the beta kind of like did the opposite of what a beta should do, mm. where it was like, no, you don't like it anymore.
1: Yeah, it totally turned me off from it. Um, so, anyways, the, uh, the big video game news of the week, which is just uh, one thing that we'll talk about here, is that uh, Bungie, no longer part of Activision. Yeah. We'll go solo on their business and uh, we'll retain the Destiny rights. We're
0: going to keep doing Destiny.
1: Yeah. So is this a thing where you think like Bungie has a bad time with parent companies because they split off from Microsoft or, and are splitting off from Activision? Or do you think that um, maybe it's the other way around that they're kind of just feel limited by... Not having total control. Um, of what I they're working on. I
0: think. I think this is a little different than the original. The first time when they left um, Microsoft, mm-hmm. I felt. I think it felt a little more to me like, all right, we want to expand our creative juices. Mm-hmm. This feels a little more like a mutual thing where they probably do still want to do that as well. But I just some of, part of me feels that Activision is kind of just like this maybe isn't going the way they want it to. Yeah, well, I think... And they were like, "Uh, all right, I just don't want to worry about this anymore.
1: What I've seen that came out of it was that the people at Bungie were celebrating because now they don't have to get pushed to some, like, annual content schedule. Yeah. And then that Activision had higher expectations for Destiny. So Yeah,
0: see, that's, that's what I mean. I feel like it's kind of more of a mutual thing where it was like... It's exactly like you described. Like Activision is like, here's what we wanted. You're not m- hitting that bar, but then Bungie on the other end is like, hey, I don't want to be stymied into this super corporate like rollout of how this game's going to go. Yeah, um, which <coughs> then makes it Jesus make Christ. all the more sense of why this split happens on both ends. Because like, if you're not exactly getting what you want out of this company that you own, and if you are feeling kind of choked. By the company that owns you then it's probably best for both parties to move on I'd say.
1: Yeah um, I guess what I just wonder is um, going forward so now is, is Destiny 2 with um, Bungie left in a good enough space to where they can just continue this on or is this the perfect scapegoat to release a Destiny 3 and be like well we're under new
0: I would be much the latter sounds to me like what's going to happen. Like, all right, now here's what Bungie would do if Bungie was in charge of Destiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like clean slate, Destiny three. Um, which, what, like the first Destiny I didn't play. The second one I, I fell off of at, at some point. And then, I, I mean, I guess the expansion they released this past year was supposed to be really good. Yeah, I've
1: heard of only good things, but it, this could also be a scenario where they take uh, Destiny 2 and they become a company that just works that one game
0: up. They could be like the Destiny company.
1: Like fucking Warframe or whatever, you know? Yeah. like uh, Some of those games that just like continue to live and then like they instead of fucking trying to sequelize they just like don't put a shelf life
0: on their game or it seems kind of, uh, similar to like what epic seems to be doing with Fortnite yeah like just like they've kind of shut down the focus on everything else and they're making this kind of a what are they this free games as a service kind of deal
1: yeah the only difference is there's so there's only a few games that have done that that haven't been like big free to play games yeah. that you Keep seeing, because, like, Fortnite and Warframe are pretty good examples. They're both free-to-play. But we saw this with Rainbow Six Siege, but they have all of Ubisoft behind that. Yeah. And they've had, like, multiple years of content. And then the other uh, part of the argument is, like, well, Destiny is also, like, fucking dirt
0: cheap, too. Like, so... I mean, they were literally giving copies away with Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, so I'll be interested to see um, what they do, if they continue to support Destiny 2, if they... Decide to come out with uh, a new uh, Destiny game altogether? Or, uh, or, like,
0: what was. So, yeah, my uh, probably my biggest question is, like, what was your roadmap before this, and is it similar now? Or did you have to scrap? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm assuming, didn't they have plans for at least one more expansion, or were they done with I the. I have no idea. See, I don't know what their plans were either. I thought yeah, they said there was going to be more content coming. I
1: think we asked Matt, and he said there was more, but I don't Yeah. So, really is that know
0: still. Sure. I mean, I'm assuming they've if they've already started working on it, they're at least going to put it out in some way. But maybe is it... Are they going to use this as maybe like a test to be like, all right, what do you guys think of this shit?
1: Yeah, I just don't know for sure. But I think that overall... It's interesting, though. This is, yeah, just an interesting thing to happen because, I've, you know, what if fucking Bungie had retained Halo? You know, what would that series look like today? Because I clearly the bulk of like where its success was was before 343 took over for you know, what they left off on. So, like, I feel like that and then with Destiny doing so well, but also at the same time um, not quite delivering, like, I think the way they wanted to,
0: you know, to where that game yeah, kind of became like an afterthought again. Between Right. Between both games, there's always just been this, like, hint of not quite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, like, it's, like, the, kind of, like, the people that love it really love it. But it seems very – it's a lot of swings and misses with, like, the casual crowd and getting people in that – and keeping people in that aren't super into it. Yeah, you know and, what the, I mean?
1: and then there's always just been, like, this obscure shit in Destiny where it's like, oh, well, I got to collect this. And it's just like, well, what do you do with that? And it's like, well, I take it to, to a guy and then he turns it into this. Or, <laughs> like, yeah. I take it to a, a man and then I use it to buy these. And then I use that to upgrade this. And it's just, like, constantly fetching shit. But um, I don't know. They might be in a good enough position with uh, that shit after all the changes they made to Forsaken to where it is. like, a great foundation to build off and, like, let live for the next, like, three years. And then who knows? Maybe the, the next console's launch and that becomes the excuse to, you know... F- bring out a new destiny i feel
0: we're gonna eventually get a ignition key for destiny three
1: yeah i mean it seems like a t- totally what's in the cards so Threstony. sure what if they renamed it what if they kept the rights and then renamed it
0: <laughs> that'd be amazing that'd be the dumbest thing ever
1: uh because they had like destiny like mega blocks
0: toys and shit like or what it well like what if they just scrapped destiny all together and just made some other game <laughs> like they just stopped even supporting two. like they released like one more expansion like this will be the last content expansion they're like oh fuck did you guys screw us over you're gonna go to destiny 3 or like oh no this is it destalo <laughs> they make it's like a halo a, destiny crossover they make like a top-down twin stick shooter out of nowhere
1: they make, it's like uh, based in Vietnam War. They You're make like, a CFL game. Yeah, like realistic Canadian Football League simulator.
0: Our passion has been to make a game about croquet. <laughs> Backyard sports game. You play like croquet and lawn darts and like frisbee. Disgusting. Remember when Rockstar made a, a type ta- table tennis game? I do. I do. That's what they're gonna do. That's my prediction. <laughs> okay. Bungie's getting in. At the ground floor, Fudgy announces their next Metroidvania. Oh God,
1: word! I'm never excited for. Um, okay, <laughs> that'll do it this week on the Games Gonna Rye a podcast. Hopefully, we get that Bagtown back in. Yeah,
0: uh, don't you have some? uh... Next week, I'm yeah. gonna be Dunzo, so either you two can forge on or we're gonna have another weird week off
1: yeah who knows maybe the podcast
0: will just die this year yeah maybe we'll just fucking totally turn it off off to a terrible start already so thanks real spotty we could just be those guys that like take months off from their podcast yeah it's our vacation from this once a week thing that's
1: we'll just like jordan retire from our podcast and then like play (laughs) for the white Sox for four games yeah like come back like do something again. to
0: like for two months we just released YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> like cooking YouTube videos, and then we come back like, yeah, we tried cooking YouTube videos, guys, and we were bad at it, so this we're my back life
1: now. Respect it
0: this is what I do. Uh, we just gotta get out from under our parent company, that's all. Yep, yeah, please. Um please, Dad, don't <laughs> hold
1: me down. Emancipate me, you bitch. Uh you're lackluster. <laughs> Cock is <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh I went let's, to the dark place. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> but we're still here, oh my oh.
0: god.